podcast, California Folsom. I'm your host, Frank Array, with my co-host, Sam Mateer. Sam, how are you doing these days? I am phenomenal. How are you, Frank? I'm freaking fabulous as well. I, I just, I want to talk about the NARA lawsuit, the National Association of Realtors lawsuit. Uh, I'll give a brief synopsis of it for anyone who's listening, because you may have seen this in the news. We just want to get some clarity on what's going on, especially here in California, where Sam and I are. But there's a lawsuit going around where NAR and um, some large real estate franchises uh, have been sued. This happened in Missouri, but they're intending to take this across the country. Um, accusing NAR, the argument is that NAR and MLSs and large real estate brokerages have colluded to um, um, set and force set commissions and basically force sellers to pay a certain amount of com in commission and to force them to pay buyer commissions and buyer agent commissions, I, I should say. And, you know, this whole thing, they're using the word antitrust, which is always a great buzzword to use when you want to, when you are want to do a, um, a class action lawsuit, right. To help get hysteria going, which it did. NAR lost the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. uh, of course they appealed, right. And you know mm -hmm. the, the the damages were one one point eight billion or something like that. One point seven six. Yep. Yeah, one point seven six yeah. billion. So there's the there's percent, another lawsuit that popped up too. Yeah, so the there's a, there's a over five billion or something. And so yeah, I think that there's probably some who are listening. At, you know, uh, who you know are are um, wondering what's really going on. And you know, did I get screwed on my commission and you know, all this kind of stuff. I think we just need to kind of set the record straight and let everybody know what's going on. So first thing, let's address the, yeah. what I believe is a big misconception, Sam, are real estate commissions, uh, are they fixed by the National Association of Realtors, Sam? No, no. Okay. Not so they're not. So in clarify. Fact, if the National Association of Realtors sees you saying they're fixed, you will get in big trouble. <laughs> so clarify that for us. What is the deal with real estate commissions? Are have they always been negotiable? Well, Are they negotiable? What's the deal? I would I would say so. I'm an, I'm talking talking from my own experience. So my own experience, my own knowledge. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I don't want to get in trouble if I get anything wrong here. But from from what happens with commissions is they're always they're they're a negotiation that happens. Um, previously, before this lawsuit, almost almost every state the listing agent will negotiate what commission will be coming to them. Um, and then usually that includes a way to pay the buyer's agent as well. It's called cooperating. Um, so a cooperating broker. Um, the lawsuit itself came out of situations that probably were done very improperly. Now I wasn't involved in any of those situations, but you don't get a $1.76 billion lawsuit when you did things right. Um, but most places have things in place that make it a little bit better. So in California, it's very clear in the actual listing agreement where the commissions are going. There's a portion in the agreement that's on the first page of the agreement, halfway down the page, that says this is how much the listing broker is getting paid from the seller. And then at the bottom of that page, it says this is how much that listing broker is going to give to the buyer's agent. Now, I'm sure there's ways to abuse that, but it is pretty straightforward when you read the contract what it says. Um, any listing agent worth their salt would explain that in depth to a seller to understand that this is how much 
the commission is that we have negotiated, and this is how much of that commission I'm going to be giving to the said buyer's agent, whoever that happens to be. Uh, you know, where where people say that there's been collusion for fixing the rate is there's been a standard that you could talk to anyone on the street and they would say, oh, the standard rate is this. Is it a standard? No. I know agents that charge much more than that. I know agents that charge less than that. There's flat rate brokerages that charge $1,000 to list your house. It's all over the place. But you talk to anyone on the street that's never been involved in real estate other than maybe a transaction here. They bought a house a little while ago or something. They're all going to say, "There's oh, there's this is what I thought is the normal commission rate. And I think that's where this stems from. But it's not really true. Uh, so that's that's kind of part of where that came from. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to change things. Uh, I do believe that there are, I'm trying to figure out what I, what I can and can't say. I don't want to get in trouble for things. Um, I know California has made a couple adjustments. Our MLS in this area has made some adjustments, um, to allow sellers to not offer a commission or any portion of the commission they're paying to the listing agent to the buyer. They're allowed to do that. They've always been allowed to do that. Right. Um, but it makes it a little bit easier now. Uh, I would say, do I recommend that a, that a home seller still pay a cooperating broker? Probably. I, it, it just makes sense to me uh, when it comes to financing. Now, you can probably talk, talk on that from the financing side. If a buyer, I'm going to preface this as well. The buyers have always paid the commissions all the way around. When you're buying a house, a portion of that is going to the commission. So the buyer's paying it. It's included in the price of the house. There you go. Um, now they're going to be adding it onto the price of the house. When a buyer pays it, if, a, if there's no cooperating broker commission, that buyer will need to pay the buyer's agent if the buyer's agent got the proper forms in place to get paid. Right. Uh, that being said, from my understanding, and maybe you can lean in on this, um, the buyers can't pay that agent through part of their loan. And if the, say it's two and a half percent on a 500,000, you know, you're looking at thousands of dollars that you'd be paying an agent that you're going to have to come up with out of pocket, right? Or am I incorrect where a lender could add that in? It, well, I mean, I, no, a lender wouldn't be able to add it in. That would be something that would have to be paid out of the buyer's pocket for sure, right? Or out of closing costs or whatever um, as part of their closing costs. But that certainly would make it pretty difficult for a lot, not all, but a lot of buyers to stomach something like that, right? Um, I, you know, I... And, and you brought up a good point uh, that that I would have gotten to is is that uh, something that is being threatened right now is the buyer agent commission, right? That is being threatened. That's part of this lawsuit was, you know, a seller saying, why am I responsible to pay for a buyer agent? And, you know, I'm paying you to list my house, sell my house. That's all I want to pay. I don't want to have to increase my commission to cover the expense of a buyer agent. But I think the point being missed there is, is that when you when you do agree to it and let's be clear this has always been at least here in california as long as i know this has always been negotiable it's all commissions have been negotiable when you when it when a seller decides he's going to sell his house and interview three or four agents i'll bet you commission comes up in those conversations right like what is your commission yep. what is your commission what is your commission because it's negotiable it's inherently negotiable right so let's just get that misconception off the table here in california as far as i know these have always been negotiable nar does not state that it has to be this that or the other thing but getting to 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 answering um your your question there 
um, yeah, it would, it would, if, if, if the, some ruling came down to where, you know, a buyer agent's going to have to, the only way a buyer agent get, can get paid is by striking a deal with the buyer, having them sign a form and agreeing to pay X amount of dollars. That's going to be quite cumbersome to, to a lot of buyers. And basically they're not gonna be able to do it, or they would simply have to just go straight to you know, the listing agent and buy it directly from the, from the listing agent is what they're going to wind up having to do. But yeah, I think it'll get written into the offers. Yeah. And then, but then, then, then the, the whole thing comes up next then Sam is okay. Let's say we've got a lot of buyers going directly to listing agents. And I know at least here in California by, you know, you guys are highly professional and, and there's so many extremely professional real estate agents out there who can easily handle professionally a dual agency situation, right? Where mm -hmm. you're, can, you know, you're representing both a buyer and a seller. It happens all the time. There's, there's disclosures, there's paperwork, there's everything involved with that. There's ethics that everybody has to live by to make sure we're handling that appropriately. Um, right. It does put a buyer in a bit of a, you know, I mean, there might be some buyers who would rather have their own realtor kind of representing them. Yeah. Now in a purchase, right? We talked yep. about this, I think, on, on with new homes and things like that with you. And, yep. and um, you know, so that that puts a strain on that. It, it just puts a strain on that, you know, if this if this goes through. I mean, t tell us a little bit, the NM the MLSs are under the under the under the gun here too, like NARS colluding with a all the bit, MLSs. Yeah. But in reality, tell us the advantages to having an MLS and cooperating brokers and commissions. What's the advantages to the, to the buyer there? That makes sense. Stellar. So part of the reason people are saying NAR colluded is from my understanding, NAR owns like 60% of the MLSs. Mm -hmm. um, so people had to think about that, um, which I don't, I'm not going to say I'm justified or not. Honestly, I haven't looked into it enough to have an opinion on that, on that mm -hmm. portion of it. Um, I don't know if NAR owns MR, our MLS. Um, I believe you could offer, I believe that you did actually have to offer an our MLS um, some kind of commission. Um, you weren't allowed to put in zero. You could put in one penny, but you could not put in zero. And as of, mm -hmm. as of the second that lawsuit happened, they changed it to zero because they were like, okay, we'll offer zero. Mm -hmm. um, so I know we can do zero now. The So you're wanting the benefit of... There's a there's benefit the to a seller... Right to oh, for paying a cooperating broker and and being part putting the property into the MLS uh, oh, while, yeah. pay, while offering compensation to a cooperating broker. What would be the advantages? Yes. Okay. Well, advantages of using an agent in general. Um, one of the biggest things is MLS access. So the MLS for people that don't know stands for Multiple Listing Service, and it is a uh, a generally localized service to the states you're in and the areas you're in. Uh, the one that we're, we are here cooperates with like 27 other counties, uh, but it's situated kind of right in our county in SAC. Uh, and what happens is when you put information for your listing into the MLS, it syndicates out to all of the other big sites. So Zillow is part of the MLS, Realtor, Redfin, Trulia, uh, any other, There's I think there's 267 sites that syndicate to the MLS when you post in there. So what's happening is you're getting your listing out to all of those sites at the same time with the same information. If you don't have the MLS and you're going to do it for sale by owner, or you have an agent that's not part of the local MLS and is still representing you, which that is a possibility. They do not have to be members of the National Association of Realtors. Um, to sell a house, they do to be part of some metro or uh, MLS services, which is why that was a problem. Uh, you didn't have to go and put all those things in by hand, each one. 
Um, you might miss one, you might do something wrong, and then you can get sued because you had one misinformation here on this site, but you didn't on this other site. Uh, the other opportunities are that you have uh, the ability to quickly change things. So again, it comes down to syndication. Uh, you can quickly go in and, oh, hey, you know, we're we're pending right now. So instead of having to go to 267 sites and change them all to pending, you change it up one that changes to all of them. Uh, that's the big advantage of the MLS. The other thing is when it, it, it part of the MLS, you're going to get super lockboxes, at least in our area, which are a lockbox that tracks who goes in and out of the house. Um, and agents are the only ones that can open it with a specialized app. Um, so that's another big thing when it comes to safety of your house and of who's been in and out. Uh, it allows for metrics tracking. So you'll be able to go in and see what kind of people or who and demographics of who's been clicking on your house, how many people have clicked through, how many agents have clicked on it, stuff like that. So demos is really beneficial. It, it really is. And just the fact that, you know, you put, you get your property into an, the MLS and just so many agents can see the property now who do have buyers, you know, who are looking, you know, and it just makes it, it just gets, yep. it just, it just, I just, it, it would, it perplexes me that someone might think that it's not an advantage. It That, that perplexes me. I, I just don't see how someone could think that that wouldn't be an advantage. Um, yeah. so, you know, at, at, at any rate, um, uh, the other thing that I, that I was kind of hoping we could, uh, touch base on too, is I think that some, you know, might be thinking, um, you know, maybe I'll just make a run at this and sell my house on my own. And you kind of touch base on that a little bit there. Aside from the fact of getting exposure, if, let's say you don't have access to the MLS, then you, you you know you have to put your property on sites yourself and that kind of thing. The other big thing to be concerned about there is just the legality of it all, um, mm -hmm. right? Sam, I mean, there's like rules, man. Like there's laws. <laughs> when you sell a house, you got there's laws that have to be kept doesn't matter yeah. if you're using an agent to sell that house or you're selling it on your own there's still laws that have to be kept and and one of the big advantages to working with a real estate agent is is you know all the all the contracts that are developed by the associations etc are designed to protect a seller and a buyer you know with the law in mind right right Sam yeah yeah absolutely so the contracts are built in place for that um, and there's there's a knowledge level that goes with it, especially if you're working with an experienced agent that knows the area well, because each area has their own little different caveats and yeah. stuff too. Um, now, you wouldn't know that in Stat County, it's normal to split title and escrow, or sorry, split escrow fees, but have title fees be paid 100% by the seller, but you go to Placer County, it's normal to split both 50-50. Now, seller's not going to know that when they're getting offers, they're not going to know what the difference is, especially if they're working, if they're working for themselves, and then they have a buyer's agent on the other side. They're a big disadvantage because they have an agent that knows how to work the system. Not that mm. the agent will, but knows what's supposed to happen, and they don't. Mm. And that agent's fiduciary is to the buyer, not to help right. the seller do anything. It's right. to get the best deal for the buyer. So if you don't have someone that knows what's supposed to be happening on your side, you might get duped into just doing whatever the buyer's agent tells you to do. Mm. Or if you have a buyer and a seller without any agents, you have someone that has no ethical responsibility to any association yeah, right. and you're both negotiating without having any knowledge that's going on at all. Yeah. And I can tell you, I've worked with both sellers and buyers that their goal is to take advantage of someone. And as an agent, you have to tone that down. 
yeah. that this is not how we do business. Right. You know, this needs to be a win-win. Yeah. So it's, there are situations and times where representing yourself as a seller, I would have gotten it. I mean, honestly, in 2021, you probably could have gotten away with it. Mm. it throw your house on the market, whatever price. Mm. But right now in the market we're in, it's you need someone that knows what's happening in the market. Not not someone that knew what happened six months ago, but knows what happened last week. That knows that there was 67 price reductions in Folsom today. Right. That knows that there was 70 new listings that came up in the general region. Mm. Like they need to know what's happening and be on top of the market. And if you don't want to manage that yourself as a for sale by owner, then you're not representing yourself well enough to get yourself the best deal. Right. Simple as that. Let's let's just flat out we'll just say this, Sam. Are are real estate commissions negotiable? Always. Always. Thank you. I just want to make sure everybody's clear. They are negotiable. So we have no, you know, there's we don't have any confusion there whatsoever. They are negotiable. So if you're a consumer and you've been looking at the news and reading all this stuff and you're thinking to yourself, hey man, you know, maybe they're not or whatever the case may be. It's just not true. They are negotiable. As far as I know, they've always been negotiable. You can absolutely negotiate that with your real estate agent. So you've got no, no problems there. If I would just say, I'd just like to wrap this up, Sam, like for someone who is hearing all the stuff in the news, uh, wondering what's really going on. Maybe they were thinking on buying or selling, but now they're seeing this lawsuit run around. They're just not sure where to go. What do you say to that person today? What do you say to them right now? I say, call me, ask me your questions. Let's get you, let's get you the facts you need so you can make informed decisions. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sam, if they wanted to call you and get started, how would they do that? What's the best number? They, they call me at 530-613-1914. One more time. 530-613-1914. And you cover a wide area, right? For people. What's, wide what's, area. what's the area that you cover? So it's the greater Sacramento region. We're based out of Folsom. Um, we have specialists in each one of the cities that are in the greater Sacramento region. Um, I've lived in a bunch of them and caused trouble all over all of them. Uh, <laughs> so I know most of them pretty well. That's the kind of realtor you want, my friends. Just like Sam. Yeah. All right, Sam. Hey, man, thanks for shedding some light on this and clarifying yeah. some stuff and we'll see how this develops and we'll come back again if there's if it's you know if there's news that's worthy of us chewing on again about this lawsuit we will just so people are informed but i would say man if you know don't let this don't let this freak you out the i my opinion is the premise of this thing is like sam said maybe in that particular area there might have been some stuff going on but to try and just you know blanket this and say this is a national systemic issue i think is absurd it's not, it never has been. Um, and so yeah. it, really it's business as usual. And so if you want to get something rolling, you should talk. Yeah. To yep. And honestly, I think it changes things for the better. People are more aware and everything. Great. Let's, now let's do it. Better questions. Yeah. <laughs> You're awesome, Sam. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Frank. All right, you guys have a great one. Catch us here next time on the Buy and Sell Real Estate Podcast, California Folsom with myself, Frank Ray, and Sam Matier. We'll see you again soon and uh, have a great one. Catch you later. Bye-bye.